You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 343. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcut, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media. Having a good day, bud? I am having a very good day. How about you? Yeah, pretty good. It's, it's always a good day when I know I get to talk to you and make fun of you later on in the afternoon. Uh, likewise. Likewise. <laughs> it goes both ways. It's quite enjoyable. <laughs> I'm actually seeing a little bit of sunlight coming in. It's good. We've been under a deluge here. I know weather's usually off topic, but man, it's been bad. <laughs> it's been dog, dogs and cats coming out of the sky, but oh well. Nice. Nice. All we have around, we have, you, you sent all your Canadian geese, every single one of them from Canada. <laughs> they're, they're, they're in my yard. They're real crappers, man. Oh, they'll be fertilizing yeah. your, da- your lawn to death. Nice. <laughs> it needs it. They, we have lakes here you can't swim in because of those buggers. They just really? call, the the whatever it is the uh, E. coli counts are off the map. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, uh, let's jump into some of the stories. This has been a big one today. Um, lots of writers out there, and lots of interesting stuff. So the first one, yeah. I don't know. I, I thought it was intriguing. It's not huge, but how do you optimize for Google Discover? So if you're an Android user, this is where you particularly use it. I know you can also get it from. Chrome, um, if you enable it, I'm not sure I've ever seen it by default. Default's usually just the Google homepage. Uh, we'll talk about what Google Discover is. Yeah, so in Google, Google Discover is largely mobile, as far as I know. Um, in my case, I use it all the time. Um, I just 
uh, side pull on my, my uh, phone and bam, I get all the latest news based on what I like to read. Um, now, in this case, uh, John Lincoln, don't know him, but I uh, did a pretty good article here just discussing some of the uh, concepts of optimizing for Google Discover. And he, he, he's pretty much correct. He said that uh, this isn't a lot different than what you would normally do. Um, but he does mention a few things I thought worth mentioning. So uh, first, uh, using imaging and video. You know, trying to be mixed content is a good idea. Um, obviously, compelling content is going to be important, as along with trustworthy content. And, uh, we, we know we talked about EAT before. Exper expertise, authority, authoritativeness, and uh, trustworthiness. Uh, these are all things that Google is looking for. Well, mm -hmm. uh, you've got to ensure that that shows up well here as, as well in order to show up as a uh, uh, mobile phone when they're looking in this area. I mean, just think about it. It's, they're not even doing a search. It's just being shown to them. That's pretty high-level uh, SEO. Um, yeah. That's why, you know, a lot of this is just really getting these elements in place. And then it's really a shot in the dark if you're going to get picked. Now, is, this, be, is this specifically for news or is it anything? Well, whatever have, shows up there, right? It's all, most of it is news. Uh, is this, is this primarily based for Android? Because I know in Apple we have something similar, the Apple News thing that just kind of shows up if you, if you swipe to the Schmapple. Right. What? Yeah, Schmapple. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't even have a clue what you're talking about, but anyway, yeah, Android, which matters, um, does. <laughs> um, <laughs> it, yes, it is on that, uh, and it's it's. It's actually really cool. I, I'm, I'm quite a, a fan of it. I, I, if I'm ever bored, which is pretty rare, let's say I'm waiting in line, I always look at it and I find it interesting. Um, it used to be that you could say I'm not interested in something and it would disappear and you wouldn't see that kind of content anymore, kind of like a Facebook feed. Mm -hmm. It changed that, which is a bit sad. Um, not sure why, but it, it is still pretty relevant. Um, they talk about, of course, like I was just saying, building trustworthy content, but also multiple languages. Um, I'll quote them here. It should be also noted that Google Discover is available in multiple languages and Google has plans to roll out more. So you can always uh, start tackling those. Um, in point form, he says, get ranked high for SEO. Duh, you know, get that first. If you've got a good ranking in or organic, you're going to have a better chance. Um, run promoted content ads and get engagement. Send out content and email newsletters. Promote, promote, promote. Now, I'm not sure why this email newsletters bet is here. I'm going to go back and figure that one out. But um, I wouldn't say that's the first thing that comes to mind when it comes to <laughs> ensuring you get into Google Discover. But uh, that is on the list. Anyway, I thought it was intriguing because it's not an area we touch in our discussion. So. Yeah, I'm not really familiar with it because I don't use that 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 weird that you know, awesome platform. That, I know, yeah. That, that weird that weird operating system that you're on. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the title is "How Do You Optimize for Google Discover?" It's on Search Engine Land. Uh, it was written on December 10th. So check it out if you're interested in learning more, or at least just diving in a little more into what I just talked about. And this is kind of a decent segue because because it sounded like it was primarily news stuff. Um, it is, yeah. Yeah, but Google News publishers have been having a lot of issues over the past few months getting their pages indexed and ranked. And I just thought it was interesting that on, on Barry on Shipsman Rent kind of brought it up again because Google said they had fixed it, but now people are reporting the same issues that were happening before prior to the fix, you know, news publishers specifically. Um, where it, it's kind of interesting because in the news space, 
Um, you know, if you have a standard website and you're, you launch a new page, you know, depending on the crawl rate, you might get that page indexed, you know, within a day or two um, and have it just start showing up in search results. In the news space, if it's an hour or two and your page hasn't been indexed yet, there's something drastically wrong, right? And that's what's happening. There's people in the news space and, and the publisher space that are seeing their stuff take three or four hours before it gets um, crawled and indexed. Um, so apparently this, if you're, if you're in that space and you had that issue and it was fixed, double check because people are starting to report it coming back again. So just something to be aware of. Yeah. That's a lot can happen in an hour for the news world. That's yeah, crazy. for sure. Uh, glad you're not in that space now. Eh? <laughs> I, I, I am much more relaxed these days. <laughs> um, my wife likes me more than she used to. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> that is something. That is something. Yes. Um, so I'm not sure how many of our listeners are familiar with the search engine DuckDuckGo. It is, it's designed for privacy. Honestly, haven't used it maybe more than once, but uh, I've heard good things. So um, anyways, I thought this was pretty funny and kind of low on Google part, Google's part that it took this long. But anyway, Google has transferred ownership of Duck dot com to duck duck go duck d-u-c-k.com i guess they were holding on to it why <laughs> so, so so you know what this story makes me want to know what other domains does google own that that are just like why would they own that like i would have never thought that google owned duck.com Wow. I was just thinking they probably own instead of Yahoo, they yeehaw.com. <laughs> is, is it just for competitors or do they own like, you know, corn on the cob.com? <laughs> SEMroosh.com? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I don't know, man. This is pretty weird. Um, it They've been pointing duck.com directly to Google search. So it's pretty clear what they were doing with it. Oh, yeah. They were definitely confusing people. That's, that's, <laughs> I don't know. You got to both go good on you. And then you're like, that's kind of low too. I mean, they are the owners of pretty much the net these days. <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. But I guess it was a long time ago. I would assume when they did that. So, I mean, DuckDuckGo didn't get it. So they must've got it before them. <laughs> well, I'm glad, I'm glad it went to a good owner. <laughs> Is DuckDuckGo going to rebrand to Duck now? Well, you know, I bet there's a lot of people that were using that to try and get to it. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Anyway. <laughs> it was one of those pieces of news. I'm like, I got to share this. This is just too weird. Yeah. I, I would love to know how many they own. They must have thousands upon thousands of domains. Oh, you, you would imagine. It's yeah. pretty cheap for them to do so. Um, and they've got a lot of brand, a lot of trademarks. Um, I wouldn't even doubt if they've got, I wonder actually, I wonder if they buy the domains for their staff. Hmm. Huh. Well, I know they're they're a domain registrar, so they have like the they they see that stuff really quick. If they want to buy some, it's a lot easier if you're a registrar to buy a domain because you actually see it before you before it's published. Hmm. Alrighty, well, uh, more to come, including a WordPress plugin for Google. Anyway, we'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. 
Celebrating the best in online advertising, the Web Marketing Association presents the 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Submit your banner ads, email ads, rich media, online newsletters, websites, and social media campaigns now by going to www.iacaward.org. Deadline for entries is January 31st, 2019. All winners will have their entry highlighted on the Internet Advertising Competition website, as well as receive a handsome trophy to display or a personalized certificate of achievement. Be honored among your online advertising peers by submitting your entry into the Web Marketing Association's 2018 Internet Advertising Competition Awards. Go to www.iacaward.org now. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. We can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Thanks to an exclusive private offer available for a very limited number of companies. But you must act fast. Email brasco at wmr.fm and get your message delivered now. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on WebmasterRadio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So I missed it when you posted this. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you got to keep up on Facebook, man. I know, I know. <laughs> so tell me all about it. I was kind of shocked. So, I'm a bit behind on this too. So Google is actually beta testing right now a WordPress plugin. And they're, they've, they've written it. They're publishing it. It'll be, they'll be the, the publisher. Um, but it basically integrates um, Google Analytics, Search Console, um, a little bit of other data directly in your dashboard of WordPress. And I think this is this is a great idea. I think it's wonderful. Um, the question to me is because right now they're beta testing it, so you can go to, you can go and you can sign up to be a beta tester, and they ask you about your WordPress site, and they ask you, you know, if you're the if you own it or if you're an agency. They ask you all the kind of questions, and you can sign up. And I wouldn't try to sign up. I haven't heard anything yet. So if I do, I'll let you guys know. So I, I haven't been able to see it, but the the concept behind it makes a lot of sense because. The, now, but the, the obvious question that I've already heard more than once t- talking about this to people is I'm not going to give Google access to the inside of my WordPress. They, I'm not giving them access to that. And, it, <laughs> and that's exactly the, that's the exact reaction I have, Ross. It's just like, uh, 
can't believe you're thinking that way, but people do. They're, they're, they're so like paranoid that Google's going to find out what they're doing. They know. I know. <laughs> a, either they know already, or B, if you're so scared of them finding out what you're doing, you're doing something wrong, so change what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, if you haven't learned yet that working with them is going to be a hell of a lot easier than against them is... yeah. Got to think, rethink things a bit. Um, I used to, you know, back in the year, early days, it was kind of like you worked against search engines because <laughs> they were so stupid and you could do it. <laughs> but the fact is it was, you know, I did lose sleep over it back when I started. And then, you know, I worry about things going wrong and backfiring. And it's so much easier not doing that anymore. I mean, yeah. many, many years now I've been a uh, very white hat, but this is, um, yeah, a no brainer. One of the cool things about the Google plugin, I think, is, will be interesting for sites like Search Engine Journal and places that have multiple authors, is the, the Google plugin will actually show you statistics for your articles. So if you're an author and you log in, you can see how many, how many views your articles got, how many impression your articles and the click-through rates of your articles. So it's not just the site overall. They'll actually break it down by user, which is kind of interesting. So... I wonder what Google's end game here is. I mean, there's a branding element, of course, a very strong one, but what are they going to get out of this? I don't know. That's a really good question. I mean, maybe, maybe further it, well, certainly further adoption of search console, which would be important to them. Yeah. Um, and more use of analytics. So I guess those are two very key issues we can't underestimate. Right. And I wouldn't be a bit surprised if, you know, you talk about Google owning the internet, WordPress. I mean, I think the number jumped from 25 to like 36% of all websites on the internet are running on WordPress. So, so it's not surprising that Google's going to get more tightly involved with the WordPress community. Hmm. Well, we'll have to see how fast it's hacked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. <laughs> If you if you do want to sign up for the beta, see if you can get into it. Um, just uh, real quick, if you go to sitekit.withgoogle.com, you should be able to find it from there and, and sign up for the beta. And if anybody listening gets gets access to the beta and wants to tell us all about it or show us what what's going on, please, we'd love to hear it. Yeah, otherwise known as, or, 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 you know, they've got the domain wordpresses.com. You can just go there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I, yeah. Anyway, I, I think, I think it's, it will be interesting to see how often they update it. Uh, WordPress mm -hmm. is something that can take a lot of time to keep up to date with. I wouldn't yeah. be a bit surprised if this is one of those projects that somebody at Google is working on on the side by themselves and Google yeah, said, hey, let's publish it. Yeah. I bet it fizzles. I, I, I bet it gets out there. I mean, people are going to like it and people are going to want it, but that doesn't mean anything to Google. <laughs> if, yeah. if it's going to require paid time, they are a public company. They have yeah. to be worthwhile. And, and I don't know how they will. If, 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 like you said, if they can measure growth of usage tied to analytics and search console and they tie it back to this, then they'll, con they'll continue with it for sure. I feel sorry for a lot of the providers out there I've seen who've created widgets specifically to do this and they're charging for them or they have pro version. Yeah. They're going to be hurt by this pretty badly. Oh yeah. It just pretty much wipes out what they do. They'll have to come up with new plugins. Yeah. Oh, well, 
I hope they weren't sitting still. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so next up, uh, Google My Business, which uh, everyone knows uh, pretty heavily entrenched in, being that we do a lot of local SEO for dentists in my other business. Mm -hmm. um, Google My Business has added new permissions to a communications manager role. So in this role, um, it's the lowest role, but what it offers communication managers to do um, is create posts to promote events, events, share news and more, update business hours, the address and phone number, manage information about amenities such as free Wi-Fi, you know, does it have a pool, is there a workout room, that kind of thing. Um, and, and that's it. But it, it is important for, for, for site managers to know uh, that this is the case, that your communications manager now has a little more access, which I think will make people happier. I mean, I think it is a good move. They've, it's always been a bit limited, the permissions control they have. So, so does that mean that you don't have to give, let's say you have you hired an agency, a social agency to manage this stuff or you know, an advertising, digital agency, whatever, you don't have to give them full admin access to manage some of this stuff anymore. Does that remove that? Mm -hmm. Like if you're going to create and publish posts, um, you want just someone to handle that. You could give them site manager access and then they can't mess with your listing. Really? I mean, they can edit some business info, such as ours. Okay. Stuff, okay. So here, here's, I was reading the article. I actually read the article. Look, I'm looking at it right now. Dear there's, God. Two, there's two things that a manager can do that a site manager cannot according to this article. One is, um, accept all Google updates. So when Google sends updates, you can you can a manager can accept or de, you know deny them, where a site manager cannot. Um, and edit all business info. So the the manager can do that. A site manager cannot do that. Yeah, well, they can edit some. I'm mean, frankly a lot of the most important stuff. <laughs> that, that's what I'm saying. All. Yeah. yeah. Right. So yeah. so you're not going to be able to change the nap as a site manager, but you can do hours and. Oh, actually, you can't change the name. <laughs> wow, that's, that's that's crazy. Okay, yeah, I don't think that should be allowed. I think that I don't either. Removed completely. If you want yeah. to edit hours, fine. But address and phone number, hell's no. Exactly. Keep keep as many hands off that as possible. Yeah. Oh, it's a step forward. <laughs> yeah. We'll refine it, I guess. Yeah. Well, obviously, they didn't talk to us before they implemented that. <laughs> no. no. Okay, I've, I've been excited. It's time for right. a John rant. Yeah, oh, a John rant. It's not as it's not as epic as most Ross rants. I'll give you that. Oh. <laughs> so I, I'm in a, I'm in a number of Facebook SEO groups, and there's one in particular where the, the owner of this group, you know, talks about how he does SEO without links. He doesn't do link building. Which is which is fine. I, I don't think that's a problem because he does or link make, attraction. Well, that's what he does. He does link attraction. He does stuff. He does a lot of work um, in social spaces and other ways, uh, but he doesn't actually actively go out and build links. Well, he made a mistake the other day, and he he posted something that was showing a screenshot of like a a, a backlink profile that showed that his site had zero links, but what he but it was it was photoshopped. Because he had left the fact that there were like over a hundred refers <laughs> in the screenshot, but no links, and then he got all defensive and started saying things like links don't work. Oh dear! And if you're and that that's taken it a bit too far. I can I can understand having a strategy that does not include 
link building, but you have to have links to your site to have any kind of traction in Google. If you're not building them and you're doing link attraction and you're doing it well and you're getting links, that, that can work for some people. But to say links don't work is ridiculous. So if, if you're part of that group and he's got 50,000 some people in that group, so some of our listeners are probably there and know exactly who I'm talking about. Um, to understand there's a big difference between how you phrase something. If you say, um, I, don't use, I don't do links, that's a lot different than saying, I don't build links, because you have to have those links. You have to at least attract links. And I know he understands the difference, but he's just worded it in a way that got him in a lot of shit. So, <laughs> got him in a lot of trouble. So just- mean someone actually called him out in our industry? How unusual. Yeah, <laughs> a lot of people called him out actually. <laughs> <laughs> and they called it out at other places too. It was it was crazy. Anyway, um, so there there is SEO strategies that can work. Um, one of the best responses I saw to that whole thing was every site is different. Some sites need you know more authority, so it makes a lot of sense to actually do active link building for that site because they have maybe they have a ton of content but no authority. Some sites have a ton of authority and no content, so that's going to be a completely different strategy that might not include any link building at all. So it's going to be different for every website. You know, setting up a a ultimatum for yourself saying I'm going to do this and I'm never going to do link building is kind of putting yourself in a hole to start with. You, you've got to be flexible in this space. That's okay. my rate. I'm done. It's not as epic as your rants, but hey, no, it's pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, it's definitely important to say. Um, and I'm sure there's a lot of misinformation out there about it. I would say most of the misinformation is that you have to build them, but it's it's this is it's kind of neat to see it the other way other way around. Yeah, it's pretty rare. Yeah. <laughs> it is, and, and a lot of people think this guy's a charlatan because of, but he's actually pretty smart. He just kind of dug himself a hole and kept digging. <laughs> Yeah, I'm aware of this chat. You're going to have to message me about it. I'm curious who this is. but Okay, uh, I will. I'll let you know. But uh, anyway, uh, next up before we uh, take a break here is uh, just a quick note that Google, we didn't know this, has a podcast creator program. It's at googlecp.prx.org. It's googlecp.prx.org. Not much to see. just shows people who are advising um, those who actually get accepted into the program. They're not doing any more um, app or accepting any more applications until spring. But what I gather is it allows people to um, get added to a, well, upon approval, um, this incubator of sorts for people who want to create a podcast. Um, now, as far as we're concerned, the place to go get that done is definitely Webmaster Radio. The Brass yeah. team are amazing. They will, you know, you just sponsor a program there and you know, they can ensure that uh, uh, they, they can do it all for you. I mean, yeah. we are so lucky. It's, it's amazing. So Yeah. And if, if you're thinking about it, hit us up and we'll connect you directly with Brasco or somebody if you want to start a podcast and you got a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. More than happy to do that. Uh, in fact, uh, you can just, if you want to email me, ross at stepforth.com. That's S-T-E-P-F-O-R-T-H.com. I can hook you up and uh, we'll make sure you're looked after. Anyway, let's take a quick break. Uh, we'll get back to some Mueller files. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. 
Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. You are now tuned in to the world's largest online radio podcast network for internet marketers looking to dominate the B2B marketplace. WebmasterRadio.fm WebmasterRadio.fm is home to some of the most respected authorities in all aspects of internet marketing. From SEO to affiliate marketing to social media, e-commerce, mobile marketing, and so much more. Our hosts travel to all stretches of the world and speak to the impact players that are affecting our industry on air on demand and available on every mobile device that you can imagine this is webmasterradio.fm webmasterradio.fm we're everywhere Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. All right. Uh, this is uh, John talking about, Mueller, that is talking about... Um, not notify we don't need to notify you notify you of bad legs because we just ignore them <laughs> i thought this was funny was somebody like saying how come you never tell me when i have bad legs and he's like come on <laughs> well yeah essentially hi uh hero this is from uh from a guy by the name of ram he says hi john can we expect any feature in search console to notify us for such uh sort of suspicious backlinks as quick as they're found this way, we're better aware of the things and work on the same in order to get those spammy links removed. I'm sorry about poor English there. But anyway, uh, John says, if we recognize them, we can just ignore them. No need to have you do anything in most cases. So what this comes down to is that, you know, Google is smart enough to see bad links and just ignore them. Um, if you happen to be abusive, though, uh, then you may get a manual action. And that's when it's bad news, big time. Um, now, in the past, they talked about um, algorithmic, didn't they? Um, actions based yeah. on too many bad links, and they seem to be, pardon me, disavowing that now. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. The, the, thing, the thing that gets me about John's response is you don't have to do anything, quote unquote, in most cases, right? So 
how how do you know when you fit into one of those most cases? I mean, it, it's a decent question by Ram. It's like if you're in one of those most case scenarios where it's like, well, you guys probably should disavow them because we're not ignoring them. Um, how do you know? Right? Yeah. You don't. Yeah. So that's why you still need to a review your backlink profile on a regular basis. B disavow anything that you think um, should be disavowed, whether Google's ignoring it or not, because you don't know if they're going to ignore it or not. And especially if you think, I mean, as rare <clears throat> as it definitely is, I'm, I'm sure, if you think you're potentially uh, vulnerable to uh, negative SEO, uh, not again, mm -hmm. it's not something that's going to happen to very many people. But if you think you're you're potentially a target, keep track of those those links because they can do a lot of damage. Mm -hmm. All right, next up, <laughs> just a small article here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I said, we should do a whole show on just this article, <laughs> John. Yeah, we should have John on it to discuss every single one. Well, just that would it. be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I put, put the wrong URL on there. Dope. Um, <laughs> anyway, the article is on search engine journal. I know that's the case. I just got to find it. But it's the top thirty-six suggestions from John Mueller of the two thousand eighteen. And uh, yeah, like I say, there's there's a lot to share there. <laughs> Here it is, uh, 36 actionable insights from Google's John Mueller. What a, a great idea for an article. It's so simple, yeah. but it's got validity. Uh, here, I'll paste it for you, bud. Uh, Should have hit it right about the same time I find it. There you go, it's in. All okay, right. get past all these ads on Search Engine Journal and we'll get to it. Um, Let's just pick the top three here. Number one, sites still waiting to be switched over to mobile first indexing aren't necessarily, oh, I love these double negatives, aren't necessarily not ready. That's a trick. <laughs> uh, okay. Although a large portion of sites have now switched over to mobile first indexing, sites that are yet to be moved aren't necessarily not ready for it. Well, let's move on to the next one. Pick <laughs> sure, an easy one to start with, Ross. <laughs> well, that was number one. <laughs> well, we know it's, uh, uh, but yes, still happening here. Although these are always great answers. Uh, essentially, what that comes back to is that um, it's, it's they're, they're saying they're not they're saying that if you're not switched to mobile first indexing, it doesn't mean it's because your site's not ready for it. That's just probably just the order. <laughs> of how things are happening. Again, this is 2018. A lot of this stuff is not even an issue now. I know there's, from what I understand, they're still doing that switch over to mobile first. So it is going to take a while. So I imagine that still is valid, but certainly I wouldn't sweat. Right. After a site has been switched to mobile first indexing. Oh, here we go again. Content parity won't be an issue because the desktop version won't be used for indexing. Hmm. <laughs> Pretty much just said the exact same thing in the description. Okay, <laughs> uh, this is a very easy write, easy article to write. Literally, have used the same <laughs> description. <laughs> Make sure mobile versions aren't over oversimplified and include relevant content that helps Google understand the page. Well, there we go. This is pretty much SEO 101, indeed. Um, it, it sticks to SEO. Do a good job. Done. Article finished. <laughs> um, 
Use Relic equals canonical over no index for duplicated content. Yep, that's easy. Mm -hmm. And let's do the last one here. Google can index duplicate pages, but only shows the most relevant one. Again, Google is smart. Don't worry. All right. Anything else to add, Johnny? No, I think this is good. And most of this stuff, if you, if you watch John Mueller's uh, weekly, web, what's it called? The Webmaster Hangout? Yeah. Uh, a lot of this stuff comes from that anyway. Do you watch that? No, I wish I had time. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, at like 2 a.m. my time, so I'd never see it anyway. But Yeah, I always want to watch it, but it's like I don't have time. And it's a long, it's usually long, too. It's usually a good hour or so. I just can't, can't chunk out that much time in my day. Well, there's a lot of repetition, um, and fair enough. That's what his job yeah. is. <laughs> Poor guy. Um, you know what? I would love to – there must be a podcast somewhere of it. I'm going to have to just download the podcast and listen to it once in a while. Maybe I'll get something out of it. But I think, honestly, I think uh, uh, Barry at Search Engine Roundtable takes all the nuggets of any use out of yeah. it. Oh, I see why you're getting all those questions. He's, they've got these broken up into sections, right? And you were reading the section on – mobile first there you the go next, the next section is content the next section after that is crawling so it's actually a good article to, to dig through for sure as he finally reads it yeah <laughs> okay well, so. some, somebody had to <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. okay uh <laughs> now we're to questions and we have a question from our awesome mark taylor now mark is uh He's no longer doing it, but he was a moderator for our Google Plus community for a long time now. Now, one thing I should note, it, and I haven't seen this, and I didn't, again, I didn't click this link, but apparently uh, the uh, the last days of Google Plus has been pushed up. Yeah, four, more, four months earlier. That's a big chunk. Yeah. So we'll have to make in our decision soon. I'm thinking it's likely going to be Facebook we're going to be going to. Yeah, and I, th I think it's April now, something like April. Okay. So it was August, now we're looking at April, and uh, that's when Google Plus will be pulled, and this is because they found yet another bug. Yeah, releasing lots and lots of user data to developers. So wonderful, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, so- That, 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 that kind of goes back to what you were saying before about the WordPress plugin. If they're not spending time mm -hmm. keeping it up to date, keeping it secure, keeping it developed, like I'm sure they weren't spending a lot of resources on Google Plus, that's kind of stuff's gonna happen. Yep, it's gonna embarrass them, it's gonna, get them in trouble. Um, again, there's going to have to be a compelling reason for them to stick to it. Otherwise, it's going to fizzle. Yep. It, three or four years or whatever, it will. All right. Well, and then we'll probably just see WordPress build all that stuff in. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's pretty overdue anyway. Okay, so Mark Taylor, back to Mark here. His question is, Google's PageSpeed Insights tool is a useful guide to help improve page load times. I've managed to get a couple of my sites to score 100 for desktop, but they fall short of this when viewed under the mobile section, 75 out of 100. The sites mm -hmm. are built with WordPress and the themes are responsive. So why would give Google give such different scores for mobile and desktop? Whoa. I mean, this is that's a good question, but I mean, uh, there's a reason many people just dislike that tool. I mean, even my own programmer, my developer who's been doing this for years, hates it. I mean, it's so difficult to move the needle on. Um, yeah, I, I I've stopped using it. I usually I'm usually leaning towards GT Metrics now as a page speed analysis kind of tool. It includes it includes some of the insight stuff. It includes stuff from YSlow. It includes a lot of different types of metrics that, instead of just one tool. Um, GT Metrics 
dot what is it is it dot com yeah we'll find it. Dot yeah dot com and org is pretty good too yeah that's true too yeah. Um, but, but you can get a lot more detailed information about some uh, out of other tools beyond the page speed sure. insights tool. Yeah. Um, now with that said, um, there are different scores for mobile and desktop because uh, responsive doesn't mean necessarily perfect. Um, there are issues with responsive. I know again, I'm not a coder. Uh, I'm really starting to speak out of my depth here, but I know from working with coders that they've run into issues where responsive could have been done a lot better. So I'm expecting that's part of the reason. Yeah, and you gotta also remember on the back end, there's two different algorithms. So there are probably two different tests that they do and those tests are not looking at exactly the same things. Unfortunately, we don't get to see the algorithms and we don't get to see those tests. So we don't know what they're looking at differently on the mobile side than they are on the desktop side, right? I mean, so there may, are results that they show and they show you what they've checked. But what I'm saying is it might not be the difference in your site. So, so it might be in the difference in the, the, the test itself. The mobile test is going to be different than the desktop test. So it might not actually be, you know, the, the things going on on your site. It might be the tool itself. I'll go with that. <laughs> I don't know if it's true. But... Yeah, I don't know if it's true either, but I'm just saying that's a, that's a possibility to, to think about, right? And and if your if your site is on mobile first, then they're then the desktop is irrelevant anyway, right? Because they're not indexing based on that. So I don't know. It's 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 are they going to change that PageSpeed Insights tool um, based on mobile first index? Or are they still going to have they maybe they haven't even changed it yet based on the mobile mobile first index? Who knows? Well, and, and you got to remember too, that they've done some pretty significant changes to the PageSpeed Insights tool. You know, they're showing first contentful paint, they're turning into speed indexes. There's a lot of information there that um, wasn't showing before and they do have a certain amount of uh, impact. So mm -hmm. that's yeah. to consider. Uh, and, and, and that is stuff that they wouldn't necessarily be focused on for desktop. And again, like you said, if you're in mobile first index, then it's all about mobile. Yeah. All right. Uh, not the last question here. Thank you everyone for sending in questions. It's great to hear. Um, is from Brian Reich. Uh, does a Google Merchant Center feed help SEO if you don't use it to run PLA ads? Hmm. So first of all, let's, let's tell people what PLA product listing, uh, product listing ad. Yes. So when you see when you see the, the the carousel or the list of products, let's say you search for a Nike tennis shoe, and it shows you all these places that are selling it um, at the prices across the top, those are actually paid advertising in most cases, um, which is product listing ads, which is short shortened. Everybody calls them PLA. Yeah. Just so we know what we're talking about here. I cannot even answer this. I don't know. What do you think? Uh, I guess we should read the rest of it. Here. Well, I, have a no? I, I can answer. You can answer right now. The, the PLA ads are very, very much in the same bucket as PPC ads. Yeah. They have absolutely no influence on organic rankings whatsoever. Good. That would be my first instinct because, yeah, yeah, PPC yeah. is so much different. But yeah. Uh, okay. So, unless so, you know something we don't, <laughs> yeah. and, well, I'm curious because I can't imagine how it would. Uh, no, he he said he has a previous a client whose previous SEO insisted oh, that they would improve their rankings if they use PLA. Well, good thing it's a previous SEO because that guy is not on doesn't have much clue. 
because any, any paid advertising in Google um, has zero impact on organic, right? Whether it's PPC, whether it's, um, you know, double click, I think they still own double click, whether it's PLA ads, any of that paid stuff has zero, zero, zero impact on organic. There you go. Perfect. So I know you say here, I see no evidence that this is the case, but it's hard for me to definitively prove this to them. I guess this is his client he's talking about. Well, that's that's true. There is no way to mm-hmm. prove it, but there's also no way to prove it for him to prove it either. Yeah. <laughs> so go with what's uh, the norm, which is that pay-per-click has no impact whatsoever. Yeah. yeah. I remember the first time I was at Google, it was one of the Google dances. Um, it really... That, that point, the idea of the separation between paid and organic really, really hit home for me when I was talking to one of the Googlers and, and that, that came up. And he said, oh, I'm on the organic side. They won't even let us in the paid side of the buildings. And then they won't let the paid people in our side of the buildings. <laughs> so the people that work in paid are not even allowed in the, the buildings where the organic people work and vice versa. At least that's the way it used to be. <laughs> that's how separate they are. The turrets turn on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the laser-guided munition. <laughs> laser-guided suction cup missiles. <laughs> the Tyrannosaurus Rex skeleton in the Google courtyard comes to life. Oh, there you house. go. Yeah. yeah. Wow. I miss being that. That was a neat, neat campus. Anyway. Yes. I have a picture of one of our, our uh, joint SEO acquaintances climbing up on top of the, the, the Google uh, uh, <laughs> Tyrannosaurus <yes>. Rex. <laughs> Ah, the good old days. Yes. <laughs> I have no idea why they didn't invite us back. I don't know. <laughs> oh, shucks. Oh, well. Well, that was a good show, I think. I think so, too. We got, a lot through, got through a lot. Good. All right. Well, with that said, thank you for joining us today. On behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the, wow, what's going on here? My whole page is moving around and <laughs> you haven't memorized it by now well i have but i just like to shut my brain down at this point anyway <laughs> thanks for joining us today <laughs> yeah i hope everyone has a oh actually before we do this i should say merry christmas to you because i know i'm not gonna get it oh that's trip. right yeah i'm not gonna i'm gonna be on a business trip next week and i think you're gonna do the show with scott and then we're gonna take a christmas break so merry christmas to you as well yeah hope you have an awesome time with the fam and i wish i could be around there to yeah. have a cigar with you and that would be up. awesome we, we got to make sure we, we were together this year in 18. We got to do it again in 19. We can't let years go by again. No, find a way. absolutely not. No, my wife and I are actually kind of excited about kind of visiting or you guys come out our ways, whatever. It'll work. Yeah, we'll do it. Well, <laughs> just a little segue there. Have a great week, everyone. And remember to tune into future episodes, which air at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on the Master Radio. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Excited for a road trip? Start it off right with auto coverage from American Family Insurance. 
J.D. Power ranked us number one in customer satisfaction with the auto insurance shopping experience among mid-size insurers. Get a quote at AmFam.com. American Family Insurance. For J.D. Power 2021 award information, visit JDPower.com awards. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.